The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The one-two pitch, ball line to Yout, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air... Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history. Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center. He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well, and it's gone! Morgan a smash up the middle, base hit the center. Here comes Gomez around third. A throw and the Brewers win. The Brewers are moving on on a base hit by Nigel Morgan. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up, get up, get out of here and go for Yelich. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. I'm me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. That's it. It's all done. It's over. The MLB regular season, 162 games up, 162 games down. Milwaukee Brewers finished 92-70. and 70. NL Central champions, the three seed in the, uh, the playoffs here as we get down to the wild card series uh, very shortly. They'll probably face the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're not going to talk about that uh, in this episode in detail. That'll be something coming a little bit later in the week, but obviously not too far away. But I got to say, before I turn it over to my friend Adam, you know, feeling good. The vibes are high. I'm glad we made it here. I'm glad that we don't have to spend another first week of October not watching the Brewers play baseball. Uh, It's time for the best kind of anxiety, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it. For better or for worse with you, Adam. How you doing? I'm doing well, Andrew. I'm uh, riding high off of Europe's Ryder Cup victory. And I'm looking forward to playoff baseball. Uh, we'll talk some more as you go on, but in a follow-up episode too. And let me flag that up front if you're listening here. We're going to do a full in-depth preview episode of um, the upcoming playoff series that the Brewers are facing which will be against the Arizona Diamondbacks so won't be quite as much of a look ahead in this one because we're, we're going to give it a little bit more attention than we usually would so you can expect to uh, to have that episode drop in your feeds Monday evening night slash Tuesday morning so make sure to watch out for that um, it's not the playoff opponent I would have liked at this point I do think there is something to fear quite honestly here um but hey a year ago the brewers didn't have to fear anyone no one had to fear the brewers so you know we're going to the dance we got our ticket andrew and from there we'll we'll see what happens and if their play of the past couple of months really tells us anything it's that you know well anything could happen anything is possible here yeah uh definitely the team I won at least of the three possibilities that we've been looking at for the last few weeks. Obviously, we thought it was going to be one of the Cubs or the Marlins grabbing that final spot. 
But instead, the Marlins um, have slid up into that uh, fifth spot. The Diamondbacks will get the sixth spot, and the Cubs will be sitting at home and watching like the rest of us. Uh, I just want to say, I want to get out of ahead of some things, Adam, um, before we go to news and notes, before we recap the series. The Brewers, even though it didn't matter, did finish uh, the season with a series win over the Cubs, a Cubs team who just had an absolute meltdown over the last few weeks of the season. You go into two series against teams with nothing to play for, the Braves and the Cup or the and the Brewers, and you just lay an egg. You come out and embarrass yourselves. I want to say the the Cubs organization is just uh, one of the most disgraceful in baseball. Um, they have everyone or they want everyone to care about them so much just because they have an old ballpark and they were losers for a while, won the World Series in 2016, and now, you know what, you're back to being losers. You should have been in this playoffs. You blew it. You blew it. David Ross, I don't want to hear you whining about roofs, 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 a roof, roofs. <laughs> uh, whatever it is. Uh, it's roofs, just, uh... roofs is a new one for me. I don't, maybe, <laughs> you know, collectively we should all get together as an English-speaking, you know, population globally yeah, well, and consider maybe the plural of roof should be roofs uh the, the whatever that plural of, the plural of of hoof or hoof i don't know the pen of words i've heard i heard people in different parts of the world say different. it is it is hooves so you could be wow. on something but uh, i do believe it's roofs let me yeah, double check it I, just in case you know, you're right i don't think i'm right uh i don't either i just I'll, don't know I'll check I think I just don't know how to speak sometimes, especially when I get myself worked up into a tizzy. But yeah, the Cubs, you know, they embarrassed themselves. They embarrassed themselves. And the Brewers came out and took the series from them when they didn't have to, but they wanted it more. They were hungrier. Uh, the uh, Brewers now have won the season series with every NL Central opponent. Does that mean anything? No, but it's nice. It's nice to read. Um, so and I just want to go ahead. Well, you probably got something more relevant. It was roofs in both the UK and New England until the late 19th century. And since then, you know, everyone has been going with roofs. So, I mean, I, you may be from, you know, 1888 sort of time in New England. That could be who you really are. I don't know. But it's easy to see how this mistake was made. Wow. Yeah. Most of my study of the English language does come from the 19th century. So it's it's probably it makes sense that that would have happened to me. And I just would have internalized that pronunciation of the word. Um, you but... do love the the film The Witch. Uh, you do in your spare time. People might not know this, but you go around speaking like uh, Ralph Innocent's uh, character in The Witch. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've taken this off course. I do that frequently. The reason for my just absolute undressing of this organization is, you know, I was in Wrigley Field on opening day, watching the Brewers lose, having people heckle me, uh, just out in the streets, people coming up to me and telling me I didn't belong there and that I should go back home to Milwaukee in their minds uh, if I ha they had not heard my accent. I, I, I got shoved the, the day that you guys were there. I was on my best behavior, man and great. I had a cigarette flicked into my chest why why did they allow that why did the wrigley field security allow the cigarette snuck in i don't know all of these things happen and now i'm just excited the brewers get to keep playing baseball and the cubs can watch it on tv like the rest of us if if, if you want to you know it'll be on tbs espn whatever it is enjoy watch it watch it cubs fans anyway um yeah i'd forgotten about your interactions with cubs fans on our visit to wrigley field I do feel like there was a slight bit more to that story, but I can't remember specifically now. A little bit of back and forth? Is it possible, Andrew? No, I remained on my best behavior. And I was respectful. <laughs> I'm not you sure. Know, I... I, uh, I don't know. Listen, we don't have to dwell on this. That was a long time ago. They got their comeuppance. You know, you won in the end. Uh, you won that day, too. I, the, Wilson, the Cubs fans they didn't, didn't try and start anything with me. Were they picking on the little guy? This is the question. Uh, it doesn't matter because I have the last <laughs> laugh. Uh, you know, let's talk about it. Did you blow a chance at kind of turning the page in a new era, Cubs? Like, I know you've got some good young players like Pete Carroll, Armstrong, Nico Horner, uh, players like that. Dansby Swanson, guy I have a lot of respect for. Uh, wh when's the defense going to start to regress? How's that contract going to age if that happens? I don't know if the bat can make the, the contract play if he doesn't play elite defense. Uh, Cody Bellinger. You've regained your form. You're better than that. Go somewhere else in free agency. 
Marcus Stroman go somewhere else in free agency. Justin Steele regress back into the middle towards back half of the rotation pitcher that you know you are in your heart. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Did this meltdown uh, blow them an opportunity window? Should David Ross be fired? Yes. And and be marched into the streets uh, like uh, Cersei in Game of Thrones? Potentially. That's all I'm asking. Uh, I'm just asking questions. I do think he should be fired. I saw some more Cubs affiliated people throw this out like oh, a few weeks back when it still didn't seem like they were going to miss the playoffs. Although we we have had the conversation multiple times of being like, eh, Cubs are Cubs are doing their best to miss the playoffs, and ultimately they did. Um, I think with the money spent and with the players on that roster, they should have been good. Like <laughs> they should have been considerably better than they were. I think you should be fired. I do. I I think you've got to. It'd be one thing if you kind of played consistently to your level and you just missed out they kind of crashed and burned um there was a time where they should have been right in the kind of the top end of the the wild card mix and instead they found themselves squeezed out entirely so yeah i don't really have uh have any sympathy for him or for them i think they blew it um from something as simple as a really really good baseball player but like the say Suzuki moments that you know clinched for the Brewers really costly for the Cubs, and I, even at that moment, it felt like they weren't kind of locked in or as aware of it. And coming into this series, like with what the Brewers were putting out there, we can't say there wasn't great opportunity, and you can't get it done. Well, you've got no one but yourself to blame. So I think it's dark, dark end to the season for the Cubs, and none of our listeners are going to be you know, crying too many tears about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've said my piece, so we can move on to news and notes. I got it off my chest. I've only been holding on to it for like 160 games, Adam. Uh, not that long. Not, not that long. Um, there was a lot of shuffling in the Brewers uh, pitching this weekend. A lot, of, uh, a lot of movement. A lot of guys being caught up. Uh, a lot of guys being optioned. Or DFA'd. And that brings me to one of the sadder and happier roster moves in conjunction with one another over the weekend. Uh, as we noted towards the end of the podcast uh, last episode, the Hortonville Baseball Booster Club broke the news that Caleb uh, Boxley, Bosley, Bosley, sorry, Bosley. Caleb Bosley, Caleb Bosley um, was. Not Bushley, uh, as I pronounced it last time. Right. Uh, was going to. Uh, come in and potentially make his debut on that Friday in relief. And he did. That happened. They nailed it. So I want to give two thumbs up to the Hortonville Baseball uh, Booster Club for nailing the Caleb Bosley uh, call-up. In uh, response to that, Julio Tehran was designated for assignment. And uh, something that kind of just like uh, hurt the heart a little bit. Wouldn't have been my choice for being DFA. I know he wasn't going to pitch over the weekend. Seems like they didn't want him to factor into their uh, playoff pitching mix. But a guy that gave the Brewers some important innings in the middle of the season and uh, didn't want to see Julio go out like that. So I am tipping my actual cap that I'm wearing to Julio Tehran. Uh, Ethan Small also optioned to AAA in that wave of transactions. And Clayton Andrews recalled from AAA Nashville. Uh, do you want to just keep the transactions going? Because there were more. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can keep it rolling. Um, Clayton Andrews did get into a game, uh, and, and then that, that uh, looks exactly like I mean, it looks like all the other times. Sure has. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but then the Brewers option Andrews and Bosley, uh, and Eric Lauer was recalled, and Trevor McGill was reinstated, uh, from the I, I think it was the paternity list, and then they put Correct. him on the restricted list or something. There was like a few different like iterations of where exactly. His name was written on sheets of paper, digital sheets of paper in the transaction wire. Uh, and then after his start on uh, Saturday, the Brewers recalled Jansen Junk and optioned Eric Lauer to the ACL Brewers. So I think that was everything that happened over the weekend as pitching was coming in and out of uh, Milwaukee. Uh, I don't. I think that's all all we had on that front. Yeah, I think it sucks. Um, the Julio Tehran. Um, was Brian Anderson not? Part of 
this series was that before this was that something we, we, we talked about that in the last episode we did right? yeah we talked about that in the uh who were they playing the Marlins? does that sound right the cardinals yes, yes that's right yeah. that's right cardinals um I just continue to be a little bit puzzled about the way they're going about this i'm not asking them to be sentimental but they're being deeply unsentimental for no apparent gain which <laughs> is the which is the thing i think if uh if you're making just really pragmatic moves and you're like yeah well look i mean appreciate appreciate his service i appreciate all the good work that who Tehran put in this year but look you gotta do it i mean you got a better option coming up gonna potentially factor into the playoffs what what other options do you have i'd go fine that look it's a cold world but that makes some level of sense um they're on a string of kind of transactions of doing this andrew should just never have been coming back up basically after the first time he came up i don't know what's been going on there i don't know how he i thought i thought you said andrew minutes, and i was like why can't i come back <laughs> well i mean you might go out there and pitch you know, probably not as well as Clayton Andrews, but I, I'd give you a chance. If we saw it, you never know. I mean, there there could be something there, possibly as much as what we've seen from Clayton Andrews at this point. Um, Jesse Winker is still on the roster. Well, um, actually, that's am I right in saying that? Yeah, he is. He's on the forty man. Right, so, is he? The, <laughs> he is I on think the he's on the forty man. Uh, is he or is he? Is he's he not. still technically listed as a, on an IL? Well, but that would still make him on not, the format. He's on the forty man, but he's not day, right. He, correct. He's but, not active. Okay. And he was with the team, but he did not get at bats. Uh, I'll repeat what I said to you privately. I just have this feeling that he is going to be on the playoff roster, and I there is no logical reason for why he would be, but there is also no logical reason for why he would still be around. Why they will have had him in Milwaukee and why he's not getting DFA'd while they're cycling through this. Because, I mean, that was a point you made going back to Brian Anderson. It's like, well, Brian Anderson has a better chance of being useful to you than Jesse Winker. And just yeah, continuing he's... to go through this, like you could have, you could have kept, I mean, yeah, you're changing your dynamics slightly in terms of, you know, position players to pitchers and you're going to have to make some decisions. Um, in terms of who's going to make any, but you could have, you could have spared Julio Tehran even kind of in some of the mix here. And you'd be like, look, Winker is not a factor. They just keep doing things that are not getting rid of Jesse Winker and finding every possible way to keep Jesse Winker around. Nothing he has done is deserving of that. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, they must, they must be bringing him along for the ride. Uh, because this doesn't make sense. Otherwise, him just hanging out is kind of weird. Like, I don't... Why are you doing that? Why is he getting to do that and others aren't? I don't know. It seem, would seem like spots on uh, on the 40, man, even late in the season, are too valuable for that. It's like... Why didn't Tyler Black come up and we get a look at Tyler Black and get him, like, the Garrett Mitchell head start, which proved very good for Garrett Mitchell and may have been an even bigger game-changer if not for the injury. It's like, why aren't you doing that? And instead... Jesse Winker is seeing out the season. I, I don't know. It's very, very strange. Uh, to clear up the clerical part of that discussion, he is currently listed as on the 10-day IL still. So he, he never went to the 60-day. So we're we're right about that. Uh, yeah, he's been uh, on the 10-day IL for how long? Uh, I, I think they kept resetting the, uh, the rehab for as long as possible. Obviously, you know, that I was at that game where... Uh, he grounded yeah. into a double play and immediately exited the game. So Which was the very was last a... day, because otherwise they would have had to. Make well, that was a, long. yeah, it was the very last day of that like window, and then I, um, yeah, and then he was uh, out of action again. But yeah, uh, I really wanted to see Tyler Black get some September at bats, especially after uh, he like really went on a tear towards the the end of the season, but instead. No, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, meme photos of Adam doing Brian Windhorse hands if if Jesse Winker is announced as a part of the uh, wild card roster. Um, I can I can assure you of that in the Discord gspn.info. Where's Joey Weimer the last week? Was he one of the guys hanging out or no? 
I didn't hear anything I don't think about so. that. I, I haven't seen Weaver. Um, now I didn't. Maybe see he's in that Arizona he getting supply. some bees. I don't know. Well, that's the case. I mean, again, the guy contributed a lot this season. It's bullshit. Have him around, as opposed to someone who can't play and has offered nothing. I, what does that? What does that do in terms of investing in your future? I don't know. If Weimer has been around and I've missed that, someone let us know. Um, if there are others, you know, is uh, is Owen Miller around? Don't think so. Is it, why is why is Jesse Winker hanging around? Like, what's what's going on here? Did I, see I really am Darren sounding Ruff... like Brian Windhorst did... now, but anyway. Did I see that Darren Ruff was around too, or is that, am I misremembering that? Uh, I might have missed that. Uh, okay. That. I don't. I that it would be news to me, Andrew. But at this point, I can't really anything out. Who knows? Uh, yeah. What a time to be alive. Uh, a lot, a lot to discuss once that that roster comes out. Um, when we, when should we, we when should we expect that? Uh, I don't even remember is it usually like it'll come out day of am i remembering that correctly it's been a while since i've you know been waiting for a playoff team to have their roster drop so uh we're not going to be fortunate enough to have it for our pods tomorrow evening so that's what i'm that's what i'm guessing um teams are starting to announce uh, we can speculate we can speculate tomorrow yeah that's true we'll have uh I know some some listeners in the Discord and also Adam McCalvey have posted some uh, projections, so uh, we can do our own version of that as well and just run through it very quickly. Um, that's what we expect to happen. Uh... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Starting pitching uh, announcements are starting to, to leak out. The Marlins are going Jesus Lazardo and Braxton Garrett against the Phillies. So Lazardo was that second lefty I was trying to remember. Uh earlier if that was might have been that offline was, anyway that was all fair it was uh our, our our real friend conversations and our podcast conversations just blend together um because i say many of the same things that i say on here shall we go to recapping the final series of the regular season let's do it brewers cubs team i've never said a bad word about facing off in the final three games of the year kyle hendricks on the mound against colin ray and for the first four innings they just traded zeros, both of them, uh, you know, not allowing anything to squeak by. Uh, 
Kyle Hendricks, uh, when he's cooking, is a really, really, really annoying pitcher when they're on the opposing side. But the Brewers would score first in the fifth inning. William Contreras would ground into a fielder's choice to score Victor Caratini. That made it one nothing. Carlos Santana would follow that with a triple uh, to right field to make it 3 nothing. I think he kind of just belly flopped onto third base uh, at the end of that. That was uh, really nice to see. Colin Ray, um, one out more than the Colin Ray special, goes to the full five. Five innings pitched, two hits, no runs, uh, no walks, six strikeouts, just 67 pitches. So very tidy work from Colin Ray. Um, get a scoreless inning from Bryce Wilson as well as uh, he ends his season with a 2.58 ERA in that uh, multi-inning relief role. Um, so good work from Bryce Wilson this year, a guy that uh, really uh, exceeded expectations for him. And that's nice to see. Uh, in the eighth, Clayton Andrews on the mound. Uh, had thrown a scoreless seventh inning and then uh, maybe not maybe definitely tried to get more out of him than than <laughs> than he could uh, deliver on this day. Jamer Candelario homer to right center makes it three one. Uh, Ayan Gomes ground out to the shortstop uh, scored Christopher Morrell, which made it three to two. Caleb Bosley would come in and get out of that inning. He would also start the ninth inning and allow a homer to Ian Happ, which tied the game at three. Uh, Bosley, uh, even though he uh, would have some some shaky moments in this game, allowing the homer to hap to uh, force things into just we had to get one more set of 10th inning baseball uh, on our plate. Adam just had to. But in the 10th, uh, Bosley with the, the Manford man on base gets a Candelaria line out to left. Walks Chris for, for Morrell and J.C. Swanson reaches third on a wild pitch by Bosley then strikes out Jan Gomes. Uh, intentionally walks Mike Talkman after Christopher Morrell still second. And then in a moment that I'm sure he will never forget in his life, uh, strikes out Patrick Wisdom swinging uh, to get out of the inning still tied. Uh, Quas comes on to pitch for the Cubs in the bottom of the tent and with Blake Perkins uh, pinch running for William Contreras there as the um, the ghost runner, we'll call it. Uh, Carlos Santana opposite field double to left. Scores Blake Perkins. Brewers walk it off one more time this year and win it four to three. A Kyle Bosley estimated he had about four hundred family and friends in in the stadium for this one. Andrew, would you say that you have four hundred family or friends? No, absolutely not. I don't think I have quite a lot. Twenty. Yeah, I honestly, I don't want even like I don't want a tenth of that. That's too much. Um. I do think in his interview with Sophia, he might have also said there was like 3,000 people from Hortonville there, which, if I remember correctly, I thought we said there was 2,200 people who lived in Hortonville. So not to fact check the numbers here to start with. Um, the point being, a lot of people were very excited, and it was a very special moment just before his 30th birthday. I believe he's 30 today as this series finishes, as we record. Um, happy birthday to Caleb Bosley. And one of those things that it's just it's a cool late season moment, I guess. Um, I am more in favor of this than seeing Clayton Andrews. This is the kind of you know someone who it's gonna mean the world to. Like this literally is going to be one of the defining moments and signature moments of his life. He's getting to play for you know his hometown slash home state team. Um in front of all his family and friends and he's going out there in extra innings and he's getting the win like just legitimately cool and you see what it means to him and you see how the rest of the guys on the brewers embrace that hard not to like crack a smile at that um that is not the worst use of this and i guess to top it off for him i mean he got to put the Cubs out of playoff contention, which is the Wisconsin native who dreams of playing for the Brewers all your life. I don't know if your Brewers debut can get any better than this, than closing out the Cubs to end their season. Uh, I agree. Just some more on uh, Bosley as we get into this. Uh, attended UW-Fox Valley after graduating from Hortonville in 2012, um, where he was playing club baseball primarily. Uh, uh that would face off against, as the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel says, uh, other two-year programs across the state. Bosley described it, it was, as it was playing with guys who are just or who are playing just to have fun. 
He then transferred to UW Lacrosse, um, where he earned first-team All-American honors uh, in D3 as a senior, drafted by the Padres in the 31st round in 2016. Brewers picked him up in the minor league phase of the Rule 5 draft prior to the 2022 season, spent the last two years pitching for Nashville, and then obviously has that moment, uh, gets to make his debut in something that probably was never in his wildest dreams uh, growing up. So very cool human interest story. Uh, Council said Caleb has been a very good soldier, so to speak, in Nashville for the couple, for the last couple of years. Just been a rock for that team and their staff and pitch well. The Wisconsin kid part of it, that's an ISO added bonus. It's a big thrill for him. I'm certain of that. So, yeah, like one of those uh, nice baseball human interest stories that uh, pops up over the course of 162 games, and nice to see him have his moment on the field. Probably nice because he got the job done, ultimately, as well. I mean, if he went out there and got shelled, <laughs> it's not so nice. It's a really dumb move, and, uh, you know, it's something that maybe he would have been better just always being one step away from his dream than getting out there and being like, this is my moment, and getting shelled by the Chicago Cubs never to never see a major league field again. So it's a nice moment because he took care of business, and it's always impressive. you got to shout him out for that. You want to talk about something that's less nice, Adam? Um, is that game two or is that something outside of this? Because I could I could insert something outside of the series in here. Oh, this was this was game two. But if you've got something you need to insert, go ahead. No, we probably just should have. I mean, this is not Brewers and it's also not surprising. But in light of the ongoing rumblings, we could have put this in news and notes, which is that uh, Buck Showalter will not be back with the New York Mets as their manager for next season. Um. Adam McAlvey has a quote here from Craig Council on his future and, I guess, um, his contract about to expire, which is, I quote, I think I've been very consistent about where I'm at here and nothing's changed. I'm fired up for what's ahead of this team. That's the only thing I'm thinking about right now and care about right now. We've got a chance to do something special, to make great memories, to change some lives, and why would you think about anything else besides that? Can I can I get out ahead of it with a take that if I'm wrong, by all means, like dunk on me? Sure. Mets are going to hire Gabe Kapler, who was fired by the Giants. Do you think over counsel if counsel is available, as in if he is really gettable? Do you think that's the way to go? No, I just think counsel is either staying or he's taking a break. And I think Stearns is going to hire a Kapler who, former player, well-versed in analytics, uh, that kind of profile seems like something that Stearns would, would love to kick off his Mets uh, tenure. Do you see a job? I mean, you probably don't based on what you're giving as your answer there for what you think Stearns are what a council would do. But if he did decide he wanted to manage in the majors next year and not do so with the Brewers. If not the Mets, who? And I know um, as many as many national writers have kind of reported on for quite some time, Council is of a caliber that if it does become clear he is actually leaving the Brewers and he is available, um, other teams may act and he may get offers where, you know, otherwise managers would be staying in jobs. But the Mets, I mean, the Mets seems like an obvious one. Based on the I mean, assumption that, that he'd want to work with Stearns again, I don't know. Um, but there being an absolute ton of money to spend there just would seem like, oh, this is a different type of baseball management I could do. So like, I do get just like why that has been a rumor. To your point, though, of like, well, it might just be Brewers or he takes the time off and he goes and watches the sun play baseball. It's like... I, I don't know really what the other spots are. Where I'm like, yeah, I think he'd leave the Brewers right now to go and take that job. So my assumption and it being one of those two options comes from obviously what we've heard about counsel from our listeners who are lifelong Brewers fans, Wisconsin natives, just like have ridden the ins and outs of this council era as manager and just kind of that them giving us that kind of their take on the situation and that's informed my take. And I, I, and obviously Craig was in the front office uh, with Milwaukee before he was the manager. 
Um, so he's got a lot of ex- experience in working with this organization and working with Stearns. And I mean, we're doing as much assuming about his interest in, like you said, whether or not he would want to work with Stearns again, as we are about, oh, he'll either stay or want to be a baseball dad and watch the end of his son's mm-hmm. college careers. Uh, now, a job that I think any manager like looking for a second phase of their career or uh, I guess that that type of manager waiting out Dusty Baker in Houston and seeing what happens when that job comes open. Sure. That seems like a job that a, a lot of managers, if you know, they're had a lot of success in one place and are like, I still want to manage, but I don't want to manage there. I'm not saying he's going to do that this offseason. I don't know what Dusty Baker's plans are. They just, I think, ended up winning the AL West today. Um, I think. And then the uh, Rangers ended up with the shout wild card to, spot. To, shout out to the Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah, because the uh, Diamondbacks, uh, yeah, lost him. I remember that now. My brain coming into uh, clarity. But so I, I don't think it's Mets or bust because if he goes goes away for a while and comes back in a year or two, he's would probably have his pick of open jobs. So I think the urgency that writers are pumping the Mets angle is we know another older manager in Buck Showalter. We knew he was going to get forced forced out at some point this year. Stearns being there and just the Mets of it all. And they're like, this is totally easy storyline for us to run with. But it's just like, I don't know. We've gotten to learn a little bit more about Craig too, as we've gone through this. And can you, are you, can you picture him in the Mets Jersey next year? I'm just having a tough time doing it. Well, can you picture him living in New York? That makes even less sense in terms of big 10 baseball dad balancing being a manager or like doing nothing and fully investing in that. Staying yeah, well, with the I- Brewers makes more sense. But the, the part where I'll listen to that argument is that might just be such an appealing, you know, such a new opportunity, something so completely different that it leads to reevaluation and it trumps some other things. I don't want to say it trumps like his family stuff because I don't think that's the case, but maybe it's just like this is a great <laughs> opportunity. And if that's the case, it's like, okay, well, what are the kind of jobs that could come along? Whether it's this season, and that was the obvious one this season, which is why it's come up. It's obvious because of his contract situation. It's obvious because of Stern. So everyone's just kind of painted that as the opportunity. It's like, sure, if the Dodgers job comes up at some point and they want Craig Council, yeah, maybe maybe that's worth taking. Or the Astros, as you said. Or, I mean, we can, we can add in a small sprinkling of teams. So I think it's a pretty small number for Craig Council that are, like, worth to him leaving the Brewers like on all fronts in terms of even family life and, you know, where he's lived, where he's been his whole life and the, the baseball situation based on, you know, the team is good. It's a playoff team. It's a division winning team. And the horses are in the back, you know? Yeah. You've, you've got the prospects coming and already performing at a level that is the envy of most teams around baseball. So you're in a good spot. That's about to get better it would have to be a truly great spot that has, you know, tons of money to throw at you, tons of money to throw at the roster to make it worthwhile to leave. That's a very small number. It's a very small number of teams. And then it may be as simple as, yeah, those teams like council, as you said, it could be now like the Mets just go a different way anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I I do. We've been saying it for a while. I think he's going to stay just because I think, you know, shout out to his work too in powerful fueling and the players. But I think the Brewers, by having the season they've had and looking good and shout out to Matt Arnold for um, promoting rookies and building the roster in this way so that that's kind of an interesting wrinkle of like if this is the David Stearns approach, which definitely seemed more uh, cautious and conservative on that front. And he was still around in a real meaningful position this season. And rookies weren't being promoted in the way that they were. or The roster was constructed in a different way. Like you're also then not selling the vision for what the next few years are like to Craig in the same way. Where that kind of ended up being done. You're getting production out of young guys and you're seeing that there's even better young guys still on the way up. I think he stays, but we'll see. We'll see. Sorry, yeah, this to is not the last our series. Uh, no, no, no. With this, but... 
this is not the last time we will uh, make the rounds on this story, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully they get some quick clarity one way or the other, like for are you going to be a brewer, but also depending on the type of run they have and just like what kind of decompression needs to happen after that, it, you know, you could see it dragging out, right? Well, genuinely, and in a very practical sense, it's possible that this time next week we're gearing up into who are the brewers going to hire to be their next manager. Because mm, that would if, suck. <laughs> but if if he is in the full on like, I'm if his mind is made up in the I'm taking some time away from baseball. I'm going to spend time with my family. Once the brewer season is over, I'm going to guess he will say that immediately after a game. Like, or the next day, a press conference will be called. That kind of thing. I don't think there'll be a long drawn out. And I also, I'd be very surprised if he needs time to think on this. Gonna guess, you know, the Brewers have tried to. There's a, there has been an offer on the table. I think that's been made clear by Mark Adonazio, by Matt Arnold, basically all season. There's just there's an offer there for Craig, uh, and he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk more about it at the end of the season. He knows, he knows what it is, and I think once. Once the brewer season is finished, and whenever that is, and I hope that that's not within the next week, but I'm guessing if it's no news, like in the immediate aftermath, that will be good news. Because otherwise, I think it will just be like, this is it for me. I've loved my time here. It's a very special place, and see you later. Uh, different thing, but our uh, end of series wrap-up episode last year was October 6th. And our David Stern step down podcast was October 27th. So now you're in the playoffs, so that adds a different degree to it. But we're, we're going to be talking about something at some point in the middle of October, and maybe it'll be the Brewers continuing to play baseball, and maybe it'll be what the future looks like. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, can I go to the, like, not just, you know, speculative sad thing? Can I go to the actual sad thing? No, I don't want to talk about it, but we gotta. Sure, it's not even really, oh, yeah, I guess it's it's sad for the one individual and where we went from heading into the season to where we are now. Yep, Eric Lauer back on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, and it did not go well on the mound against Jordan Wicks. Uh, from Jump Street. This game went poorly for Eric Lauer. Christopher Morrell uh, leads off the game with a homer to make it one nothing. With the bases loaded later in the inning, Jan Gomes, grand slam, makes it 5 nothing. Patrick Wisdom, homer to center field, all in the first inning, makes it 6 nothing. So Lauer allowed three first-inning homers on the day. Brewers, uh, this team's got no quit, Adam. Even in games that don't matter, they don't quit. Um, Willie Adamas, a double, scores Mark Canna and William Contreras in the bottom half of the first, makes the 6-2. Tyrone Taylor's ground out to third, scores Carlos Cantana, or Santana, uh, makes it 6-3. Um, cut the lead in half. In the second, Blake Perkins, homer to left center, scores Andre Monasterio, makes it 6-5. And then Carlos Santana, homer to left center, makes it makes it 6-6. In the fourth, and again, half single scores Christopher Morrell to make it 7-6. A Cody Bellinger, double to right. Uh, scores Saya Suzuki to make it 8-6. Uh, this could have been worse. There was a nice relay from Blake Perkins and Willie Adamas to Victor Carantini to cut down a run at the plate. Um, so could have had even more <laughs> runs scored in this game. Eric Lauer goes four innings, nine hits, eight runs that are all earned, four walks, two strikeouts to three homers in the first. I say it's sad. 
uh, because uh, I don't know that we see him in a Brewers uniform ever again. That's kind of my thoughts. Um, I wouldn't commit to that yet, but it makes it very much. It's you know he's got to find it in a hurry. Um, he's under contract, right? Um, I think he. Let's see, Eric Lauer contract. You you just keep talking real quick. I'll go to spot track. Well, uh, I I think that it's a matter of if he is in fact under contract, um, there will be an opportunity for him to show that. Oh, I fixed it. I fixed it over the off season, and if he hasn't fixed it, he's probably you know, I don't know. I was gonna say like headed for Japan or Korea, but I don't even. He's got to be better than this. This is this is bad. This is really like it's stunning what's happened. That it's almost too stunning. Where you're like, he's got to he's got to find something where it's not quite this, and maybe it can be worked out. But I don't know. This is this is tough. Yeah, he's got one more year of arbitration, so it's he's an, a non tender candidate, um, for sure. But uh, yeah, just tough to see him go through that. We. I'd like them as like the, the fourth guy in the rotation. Uh, despite the homers last year, we were hoping for. He was good last continu- year. Yeah, he, he's a, he allows a a ton of homers, and we were hoping that would kind of drop back and normalize a little bit. But that just might be where he is at this point physically, um, to where it's just not going to work anymore. I hope he figures it out wherever he is, just because uh, uh, I liked his uh, boldness his honesty. to. Yeah, his on. I appreciated his honesty and candor as a professional athlete, which you don't often see. And so, uh, yeah, pouring one out for Lauer. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, in the fifth, Canario's triple to right scores Jamer Candelario to make it nine to six. Jan Gomes ground out scores Ian Hat makes it ten to six. Trevor McGill had relieved uh, Lauer, pitched an inning, two hits, a run, two strikeouts. Admiral Rebe an inning, uh, one hit, uh, a run, two walks, a strikeout. Then Hobie Milner, Yoel Piamps, and Devin Williams provide scoreless innings to close out the game. Loved to see Yoel Piamps just have a really tidy inning. A strikeout, 11 pitches, 9 strikes. Devin, 12 pitches, 10 strikes, 2 strikeouts. So, um, one of the things that you added, uh, shout out again to Logan. We mentioned him a lot because he's one of our most active listeners in the Discord. We've got to work on not mentioning so much. I know, it's safe to say. too, Too bad for his ego. Um... Uh, checklist for the Cubs series. You added y'all pineapps throwing uh, another clean inning, and we got that. So I just want to shout out you for for manifesting. Yeah, that's a shout that. out to me. Me. That's a shout out to. I said before the the previous series, I believe at the end of the Maryland series, that would have made it. That I wanted to see two good outings from y'all pineapps before the playoffs, and he delivered on that. So. I don't know if that makes him fixed. I mean, but it's a start. It's certainly a better way to come into this than how he had looked until that point. So I do think that's really important for the Brewers to just maybe look, maybe it goes wrong. And if it goes wrong, we'll have seen the signs and I don't think it'll be his fault. I don't necessarily think it'll be the Brewers fault. It's just kind of been, God, he got everything out of him and there was no more left to get, but what were the other options? I think it's better to go into the playoffs with, you know, hope that he can be who he's been most of the season, though, than just the place where we could have been, which is like, oh, God, the Brewers are down a key reliever. Like, that guy just can't pitch anymore. So good work from him and very, very good to see something of a relief. And I hope it is just that he's back on track and that's how it plays out in the playoffs. I hope that as well, Adam. Uh, I do want to mention... Devin Williams, first year as the full-time closer, the guy that Craig Council goes to to close out baseball games. One five three ERA across fifty-eight and two-thirds innings, thirty-six saves, a zero point two nine WHIP. So just a great year from Devin Williams. We know every time that we list off the Master Brewer leaderboard, as he's been at the top for most of the year, only to be usurped in recent weeks due to great performance by a player we'll mention later, and just the nature of a closer role where sometimes you don't get to work. Um, so no fault of his own there, but great way to close out the season for Devin is 
he hopes to to factor into some high leverage innings in the playoffs. One I will, more game. I'll just add something there. That uh, 153, is that what you said? ERA? Yep. Um, that is the best ERA of anyone in the bullpen to have played, you know, a significant number of games throughout the season. Only because Abner Uribe gave up a run in that, uh, in, in this game. Because I do believe Abner was just, just below Devin until that point. But as much as it's not nice to see him give up a run in that game, uh, let's also take this moment to shout out Abner Uribe, who in 32 games has a 1.76 ERA as a rookie. Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, you can pencil in a few guys and at least those two to the bullpen in the next half decade, you'd say. And you know what? I'm going to show one more just because I don't want to leave him out because he's in the sub two ERA bullpen club, and that's Hobie Milner, 182. Yep. When you consider who Hobie was when we first started to really see him last year with the team, um, I don't think we would have believed that he would have stuck around this length of time, that he would have developed to have the kind of role he's had to do that over the course of an entire season across 73 games, um, over 64 innings. That is a big deal. He's one of the most trusted guys that Craig Council goes to over and over again in tough spots. And he delivers, and it's a big deal. And it was a great pickup at the time. And he's a pitcher that it just feels like his confidence has continued to grow, and probably the Brewers have continued to uh, work out some stuff and develop him to be a really, really great reliever. I've said this in the past, but especially him, like peaking in his career in the post three batter minimum era, is incredible because you know sidearm to a degree, left hander would have been pigeonholed as he's a loogie and that's only his role. Maybe we'll bring him in for one batter. And then that rule happens and uh, you have to be able to get righties and lefties out. And Hobie's been a guy that's been able to do that. So very impressive, just career arc for Hobie Milner and great season. And uh, yeah, we'll see him this week, hopefully getting some big outs. Final game of the series, Drew Smiley on the mound against Adrian Hauser. Um, for the Cubs this season, just like good things did not happen when Drew Smiley is on the mound for you. Uh, in the first, Brewers score early uh, with Christian Yelich and William Contreras on base. Um, Mark Canna sliced single to right field. Uh, makes it one nothing after Yelich scores. I want to shout out the batter before that, William Contreras, uh, legging out an infield single in game 162 of the season. Uh, called out initially, Craig uh calls for the review they overturn it and end up getting the run William Contreras just guys born to play baseball <laughs> it seems that way uh later in the inning a Josh Donaldson bases loaded walk scores Contreras to make it two nothing Garrett Mitchell steps to the plate hits a sacrifice fly to left field to score Mark Canna makes it three nothing Adrian Hauser excellent in this game five innings pitch three hits uh no runs two walks five strikeouts uh, gives way to Andrew Chafin, who throws an inning and a third of scoreless baseball, allows one hit, but no runs, only 14 pitches, 10 strikes. Nice to see him not walk anybody. Um, uh, Tyrone Taylor adds some insurance in the sixth inning with a solo homer to left. Uh, Chafin gives way to Jansen Junk, two and two-thirds innings, uh, just a hit allowed, three strikeouts. Obviously, Junk at the early season start that we saw him come up to make a spot start did not go well, but uh, gets to pitch in the final Brewers game of the season and provide two and two-thirds innings of scoreless relief. 4 nothing win for the Brewers. Close out the season with a series win. Close out the season with a win. Uh, good performances from Christian Yelich, who was one for two with a walk before being taken out of the game for Blake Perkins. Similarly, William Contreras, one for two, a run scored, a walk, before being removed for Victor Caratini, who came in and got a hit for good measure, because that's what Victor Caratini does. Uh, yeah, just a uh, nice way to end the regular season and focus on to bigger things ahead. Uh, six consecutive scoreless outings for Andrew Chafe. Uh, 193 ERA in uh, 9.1 innings pitched in September into October, I guess. Actually, you know what? I'm shortchanging him because his, his numbers will be even better than that. They're not updated yet here. Uh, numbers better than that in seven consecutive scoreless games. So, 
I'm only I'm good. This is something that we've done for a few pods. I'm continuing to do it because I think it's only fair that if we like trash the guy really hard when he's terrible, uh, he's turn it around, you know, September and into at least the the first outing of October. He's done his job and he's actually been very good. So is it comfortable? Is it convincing? Mm, I would lean no. I mean, he gives up a hit in pretty much every game. Um, There have only been four occasions out of 13 in this spell I'm talking about where he has not given up a hit. And I'm sure if I was to take a quick scan on those, has he given up walks in those? Huh. No, he hasn't. Interesting. So, you know... Oh, well, he hasn't won. I was going to say, when he doesn't give up hits, he doesn't give walks either. Uh, it'd be great if we could just unlock that first of it. But, uh, look, all we, this... We've is, also got a revenge uh, series coming up. Well, I'm, I made this comment in the Discord. I just feel like this is our destiny. I <laughs> I really do. I feel like this goes back to, like, the Matt Bush of it all last year. We're destined to just, you know... For a judgment day reckoning scenario in the playoffs at one of these midseason, you know, scary bullpen guys having to do some work. And in this case, Andrew Chafin, he knows everything about all these Diamondbacks hitters. And, you know, they can, they can get the inside track on him, too. So if it does come to that, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, look, the trade might be even better now because he, like, doubles as an advanced scout. He's I'm sure he's got some nuggets that he can he can pass down on what some of those guys really don't like. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. I think we'll see him. This is um, the the person who will not be named again because you've already mentioned him, but was arguing me in the Discord about this, and I'm like, I don't think he'll factor in. I think he has had a strong enough month that there is a non-zero chance that we could see some Andrew Chafin in... in a playoff series. And you know what? He might be nails, or he may send the Brewers home. And I don't think there's anything in between. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot to consider. I also want to shout out William Contreras' 18-game hitting streak. Uh, career high for him. So that's of, of note in this game. The infield single was to, to keep that going. Uh, Chafin, like you said, he did, he's not given up runs his his last handful of appearances. That's all we ask of him, as uh, rocky as it may get. All uh, you can ask of any reliever, don't give up runs. Any anything more asked of them would be unfair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Elvis Pagero, obviously getting some kind of news on whether or not he's going to be factoring into the wild card roster or something that will determine a bit of the bullpen hierarchy. Uh, another great moment from this game I wanted to point out was when the Bat Boy was sprinting, getting something from the bullpen to the dugout, and the dugout was just like fired up, cheering for him. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, how could you not notice the guy like looking like his lungs are about to explode because he was running so hard? He he's basically just uh, a baseball Paul Revere in this moment. I know he's not talking about the British invading, but he he was he was getting after it, and he didn't even have a horse. Should we move on to the final leaderboard of the season? I've got nothing on Paul Revere. Uh, quote Adam McGee on the whatever number episode of Cruising for a Bruising, I've got nothing on Paul Revere. Uh, quote that will live forever. Uh, through 162 games, Colin Ray gets a beer. Caleb Bosley, Adrian Hauser, Andrew Chafin, Jansen Junk, Devin Williams, Yoel Piamps and Hobie Milner all uh, looking sharp in their final tune-ups, even though the game was out of out of reach. Dominant. William Contreras, Christian Yelich, Carlos Santana, Victor Caratini, Willie Adamas, and Blake Perkins. Final tally of the leaderboard. I'll go through it fully because this is the last one. GSBN.substack uh, will have a playoff leaderboard that we'll come up with as well. Obviously, we'll have a postseason award as well as this regular season award, but your master brewer leaderboard 
leader and winner of the player of the year for cruising for a bruising, William Contreras with 36 beers. Devin Williams has 35. Christian Yelich has 29. Yoel Pimes and William Adams with 26. Corbin Burns and Hobie Milner with 25. Elvis Figueroa and Bryce Terang with 19. Bryce Wilson with 18. Freddie Peralta and Andre Monasterio with 17. Joey Weimer, Roddy Telez with 16. Sal Freelick, Brian Anderson with 15. Admiral Uribe, Tyrone Taylor and Victor Caratini with 14. Wade Miley with 13. Owen Miller and Brandon Woodruff with 12. Peter Strezlecki, Mark Canna, Carlos Santana with 11. Julio Tehran, Adrian Hauser with 10. Trevor McGill and Colin Ray with 9. Blake Perkins with 8. Garrett Mitchell with 6. Andrew Chapin with 5. Jesse Winker with 4. Jake Cousins, Eric Lauer, J.B. Bukowskis with 3. Gus Varlon, Javi Guerra. Rymel Tapia, Abraham Toro, Tiago Vieira, Josh Donaldson with two, Mike Barrasso, Luke Voigt, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Darren Ruff, Jemai Jones, JC Mejia, Ethan Small, Caleb Bosley, and Jansen Junk, each with one. That's it. That's uh, that's how it shook out. We'll probably do an episode again in the offseason like we did last year where we evaluate the board and how that kind of measures up with how it felt to go across the season and how guys performed overall. I feel good about that. I feel better uh, about the prospect of that than I think we did last year. There was some pretty funky yeah. stuff on a read through there. Even I think it's probably about right. Even dare I say it's illuminating. You hear Rowdy and you're like, God, that's a lot. Of... And then you forget. Yeah, Rowdy was pretty good for a while this year. Um, And some of those other guys, you realize they haven't been here that long. They haven't been up with the Brewers that long. But boy, have they made a big impact. Yourself, Relix, Marcanos, Carl Santanos, those kind of people. So I, I think it's, you know, we made some changes. We tweaked it slightly, reassessed. We wanted to give um, pitchers and I think relievers more of a chance. And God, I think Devin wins this, if not for the fact that the Brewers got kind of good and he didn't have to pitch that much. And maybe the Brewers even pushed him too far and not having to pitch. But on the whole, if you were to ask me who who is the Brewers player of the season, I do think I would say William Contreras. Um, I'm happy that's where it nets out with the Master Pro Leaderboard. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Um, I think it was uh better than last year, especially in like in the middle areas. And then I think we do have a, a deserving one-two based on role, expectation, and what they did. I, I think it worked out. All right. I guess that's I guess that's it because we were gonna we're gonna have a preview episode a little later. We don't have the game times yet. We've been told that they'll uh, start six no p- later. 6 p.m. is that's Todd Rosiak has been saying the Brewers themselves have not confirmed this, but uh, he was suggesting it was confirmed to him that game one and game two will be 6 p.m. Central time starts um, with game three still to be determined what the start time of that would be. We'll see. We should have official details on that by the time we record a preview episode. So make sure to check that out. Um, we'll talk in a little bit more depth about the Diamondbacks and what the Brewers need to do, what we need to see from them, who we want to see, what the roster might look like, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's here. It's it's well and truly business time and time for all of the good work that's been done in recent months to continue. you got to back it up now, got to deliver or it was all for nothing. And you and I certainly don't want to feel like all oh, this was for nothing. No Brewers fan does. So let's hope the Brewers come out here, take care of business, and march on. And we can get, get some momentum going, get some good feeling going, and get excited about, you know, what could be. Who doesn't want to dream? To make sure you're with us all the way along on this journey, however long it may prove to be for the Brewers in the postseason, subscribe where you get your podcast. It's Cruising for a Bruising. Should also check out the rest of the Eurostep Podcast Network shows. You've got the main feed, Eurostep Podcast Network, home to all things Milwaukee books. We've got all sorts there that you really want to check out right now. Big week for the books. We've got our reaction podcast to the Dame Lillard trade. Um, there is an interview that myself and Jordan Tresky did with former NBA Championship winning books assistant coach Mike Dunlap. There may also be another episode by the time this is out for all of you. I think I won't commit to that or put anyone kind of in a spot where I've committed to an episode that may not be there. Um, but I believe there's another episode coming soon on that feed. For all things Green Bay Packers, you could talk of the Tundra with Numak and Jordan. 
We've got game times if you want to do that. <laughs> oh, well. No. Let's talk about the okay. next episode. People All don't right. need us to give them the information. They can find it themselves. They've likely already seen it themselves, and we'll actually talk about it in the relevant part. But I appreciate you, and you I will jumping talk about in. It. It. We'll talk Sorry. about it in a second. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, and last, by no means least, make time for this for all things movies, pop culture, other stuff. Uh, pod dropping soon on Wes Anderson's collection of uh, Roald Dahl short films on Netflix. So, if that sounds interesting. Go subscribe. Make time for this. Until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adam. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com